Hi, this is Tom Capone. I'm here with my dad, Anthony Capone, at Peter's Clam Bar on Friday, Good Friday. And um, dad, you and I have the long-standing uh, Friday date. We go out to lunch every Friday, but we thought that since this is Good Friday, it's no eat meat day, we thought we'd come to Peter's Clam Bar. What do you think about being here today? <laughs> I just had to endure it and agree to it. <laughs> I think like, this is the earliest in the season we've ever been at Peter's Clam Bar. And um, I guess it's worth noting that we shared a dozen raw clams, ice cold, they were really good. That wasn't it though. What else did we have? And then we had uh, uh, baked clams, stuffed baked clams, delicious. Delish. Well, we really enjoyed that. We're showing some restraint because I know the last time we were here, we had exactly what we just described, but we also ordered after the buffalo-style calamari. I think we'll try to show some restraint. Anyway, this is our fourth installment or episode of Recollections, stories and remembrances brought to our listening audience from the conversations we're having. So... Um, I thought this would be as good a place as any to continue our conversation. Are you up for it? If you bring me here to Peter's Clam Bar to record this, I'll go on and on with it. <laughs> okay, sounds, <laughs> sounds good. So what I thought that I would do is reach out to everybody in our family and ask them if they had questions they would like me to ask as part of your Re Recollections podcast. And I've gotten back a couple of questions. Really? So, this morning, Thomas William asked me to ask you this question, and these questions are coming in from everybody, and they can take this conversation in any direction at all. So it's it's kind of fun and interesting to, to mm -hmm. set up our podcast in this way. So the first question from Thomas William is this. In your lifetime, what is the greatest change that you have witnessed during the course of your lifetime, what is one of the biggest changes that you have uh, witnessed or experienced? <coughs> Thomas William, I'd have, it's a great question, but I'd have to think about it. What is, repeat the question. What is the greatest change that you've witnessed in your lifetime? There's so many things that have taken place during the course of your lifetime. Is there something that stands out? I mean, man landing on the moon, um, technology today, you know, technology has really made such a difference in people's lives compared to... Well, technology is the, the first thing. I, all I have to do is reach into my pocket. I have a cell phone and it has all these uh, apps on it. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, I can punch this, punch that, and mm -hmm. so on. Receive calls. I'm always getting phone calls when I'm out or whatever, walking in, in front of the house. So it's, it's a good thing, this kind of technology that you're using. It's a good thing. But you have, a, you have a nickname for it, though, sometimes. How do you refer to your phone every once in a while when it's not working? I can, I that's a stupid thing. Oh, this, <laughs> this stupid thing. This is such a stupid thing. Yeah. But I've learned to love it <laughs> or, or rely on it. Right. 
need it. <laughs> it is certainly very convenient, and it's allowing us to do what we're doing right now. We're recording yeah. a conversation yes. on my phone. On a phone. And this is something that everybody will be able to hear. So it really is a wonderful thing. All right, and my lifetime, that's got to be just amazing. Is there, is there anything else that, that stands out? Any other um, accomplishment or change in, that has been brought about over the course of your lifetime? Well, I, <clears throat> I used to take the school, uh, the subway to go to school at Columbia. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I had a car. That was a, you know, a great, mm -hmm. uh, not change, a great addition to my... Do you remember the first car you ever owned? Well, the first car I ever owned was uh, a f was when I lived at home with my father. And, and I, I had a Model T, no, it was a Chevy. And, Early Chevy with the, uh, and my I was the only one of my friends who had a car, Charlie Giordano, and, and my other friends. So how old Buggy. were you when you had your first I car? I was 16. 16. Wow. There was uh, early uh, because so many men were away in the service, and I hadn't reached 18 yet. And uh, they lowered the age uh, to accommodate families because the uh, older sons and daughters were away in the military. So, <laughs> so how much did you pay for your car? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was eighty dollars. Wow! Oh my goodness! Yes. Yeah. And uh, my friends loved it. I have pictures of uh, of the guys. Uh, pushing the car or kidding around with it. So before we came to Peter's Clam Bar, we ran a couple of errands, and one of them was to fill up my car. Um, Nancy and I are going up to Boston to see Sarah tomorrow, so we pulled into the gas station, and you commented on the price of gas. It was two sixty-five a gallon. When you had your first car, do you remember how much a gallon of gas cost? 25 cents. Wow, oh my goodness. 25 cents. <laughs> That's amazing. And um, was it a standard shift? I guess it must have been a standard shift. Oh, yeah, with I a clutch. It, right. And that's the way I learned how to drive. Any stories about being out with your friends in your car? I mean, anything come to mind about that stands out? <laughs> well, um... <laughs> How am I gonna? <laughs> Remember your listening audience. I know. <laughs> well, once in a while, my girlfriend and I would park. <laughs> okay, that's not what I was gonna expect you to say, but I'm saying no more than right. that. Okay, and I'm not asking any more than that. <laughs> All right. So thank you for uh, sharing that with us. So that was a question from Thomas that led us in uh, this direction in, in terms of you know your, your response mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that information with us another question comes from your great-grandson 
Austin. Really? Yes. Susan told me that Austin has been wondering and has wanted to ask you about your grandparents, which would make them his great-great-grandparents. Yes. So what can you share with us, and specifically with Austin, about your great-great-grandparents? Well, his great-great, my grandparents. Your grandparents, Austin's great-great-grandparents, right? My grandparents, well, on my father's side, they, I grew up in the house with them, and uh, they never learned English. So that I grew up bilingual, speaking uh, Italian, with a little bit of, with a good deal of Sicilian uh, connotations, mm -hmm. and so on. My grandfather, my father's father, was uh, just a wonderful guy, patient, and. Uh, what was his name? Antonino. <laughs> I was named after him. Mm -hmm. He had been a merchant seaman in the Italian Merchant Marine. And I'm talking about sailboat. Sail with, uh, boats with sails. Mm -hmm. And at one point, he was away from his home in, in Sicily. For three years, the ship went around the world. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Around the world. And... Uh, what was one of the great My When I was 18 and I was drafted, in those days, it was not an enlistment or anything. You were drafted in the Army, mm -hmm. talking about the 19... Early, you know, 1940s, mm -hmm. and I had to report to uh, the military uh, place in Manhattan. I had to take the subway, and my father was down. We had a coal stove that heated the house, and he was down there crying. He would not leave would not leave. And, Dad, I have to go. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he was crying. So finally, I had to go downstairs and embraced him, hugged him, and left him there, still crying. And my grandfather, who was just a terrific guy, walked me to the subway station. Mm -hmm. And he carried my bag, and you know, and, uh, and then I left from there. The next time I saw my father was uh, when I, I, I was, I forget what you call it, when I was deployed there for a while, basic training. Mm -hmm. And they came and visited me. They had visitors weekend once, and he came and, uh, took pictures. So this question is, is about your grandparents and Austin's great-great-grandparents. Can you describe what what he looked like, what your grandfather looked like? He had a very distinguishing feature. He had a big
big beard, a white, a mustache rather, across his face, and there's a picture of it in my house. Austin, if you come and visit, <laughs> you can see his picture in the back room in my house, in the den, and uh, it's just wonderful. Maybe you can show Austin also, I think you have in your basement, a pipe that your grandfather used to smoke. Yes. And at the end of the pipe, the mouthpiece has very fine rope. Well, not fine, really. It's like fishing line rope wound around the stem, that part of it that goes in the mouth. And why was that there? The reason was he had no teeth. <laughs> and he needed that to, for the cord, the rope, to... Uh, adhere to his gums mm -hmm. so I could keep his pipe and <laughs> I still have that in my basement over my tool shed I, I have it on the wall and yeah. know that you've seen it and we'll have to make sure that Austin gets to see it when he comes to visit absolutely what about your your uh, your great grand I mean your grandmother what could you share with Austin and all of us about your well, grandmother my grandfather I just spoke about, mm -hmm. and his wife, Non Antonio, was tough. She was tough. Tough. And we'd be sitting, we used to have uh, supper in the basement of our house with a long table, and we'd, uh, we'd be seated around it. And uh, my grandfather, without his teeth, you know, I had trouble with some of the food. It had to be chopped up and so on. And she would say, Manche, manage, manche. Don't, don't complain, just eat. <laughs> Poor guy, he was such a patient guy. I, I didn't know that about her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we ate in the basement. Mm -hmm. A long table. Now, Grandma, my Grandma, your mother, one of the things that we all know and love about Grandma was that she was the best cook. She had, she really was the best. Did your grandmother make meals for you the way that Grandma made meals for us growing up? Oh, yeah. My grandmother, uh, every Sunday morning, before I went to church, we would go downstairs at the long table and she would have uh, breakfast made for me. What was breakfast? Chicken pots, the lizard, the gib, gizzard, and the other thing. I forget, what's the other part? The, li chop the, the liver? Yeah, gizzard and whatever. Mm -hmm. And she'd cook them in a frying pan in, in a, a brown sauce. And that would be my breakfast. What a and breakfast. And bread. And, uh, and so on. Well, anything else you want to, you can share with Austin about his great great grandparents? That's my grandparents? Yeah. Anything else? No, I, I want to uh, remind him that when he comes to the house, to my house, to look at this photo, the uh, picture of him. He was a gentle, 
patient, good, good person. As I said again, I'll repeat that he, he was on a sales ship around the world. All right. Well, these, these two questions were brought to us by Austin and Thomas William, and we look forward to other questions that are submitted, and uh, they will form the basis for other conversations that we have as part of your podcast called Recollections. All right. And this was brought um, again to everybody by you and me sitting here at Peter's Clam Bar on Good Friday on, it's March 30th, 2018, and, um, enjoying <laughs> the raw clams and the stuffed baked clams. They were very good. Yes. All right. We'll be back. Okay. All right. Thanks, Dad. <laughs>